Thank you for checking out Blog Theater from Happy Living. Blog Theater is Scott Berry's take on a blog post on happyliving.com. Scott is a former NFL draft pick who has turned his talents to screenwriting and performing his critically acclaimed one-man shows Solo Gig Squared and Rise. He is a man of many talents, and we hope you enjoy his burst of inspiration. Celebrating friendship in the real world energizes the soul, says the title of blogmaster Matt Gersper's latest Happy Living Post. I agree with that sentiment, celebrating friendship, but honestly, I get a little hung up on the word real, as in what's real anymore? You know, in this post-truth world we live in? Are our friends real? Our real friends? The ones we meet with and talk to in person or over the phone, but what if we rarely see them? Do they become less real? On Facebook, a few real, but most are just profile pics and chatter on each other's pages especially now in our contentious political landscape where we seem more bonded by ideology than real friendship. Or is ideology real? Same for Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn. I'm on all of those, but mainly traffic Facebook and Twitter, which begs the question, when someone likes one of our posts or comments or pictures, does that mean they actually like us? In other words, is it possible that a single click and like conveys actual like. I mean, it takes so little effort to click a like or one of those weird little reaction faces. But does that mean that the degree of effort equals the degree of friendship? Like, if you help me move 10 times and you must like me a lot more than someone who gave me a smiley face on one of my political posts. See, when Matt says real world, He's clearly talking about real experiences that we've had with someone, followed by face-to-face conversations, maybe some over the phone, but mainly exercising our friendship in the presence of a person where you can read their body language, hear their inflection, intuit their thoughts. You can literally feel how they feel in the moment. That's what I gather he's saying energizes his soul. How could it not? Unless meeting with the friend became contentious, that happens, but then they wouldn't really be your friend, would they? I mean, is it possible to have an argument with a true friend? Of course it is. That's why it's all so confusing to me. Maybe you too, maybe not. Maybe I'm overcomplicating it all, but it seems complicated today, you know? Who's on our side and who isn't? I wonder if a pen pal friend is one level, social media another, phone yet another, and in-person friends, you know, the kind made of flesh and blood, the highest level, true friendship. I wonder if time dictates depth of friendship, or could you connect with your friend soulmate in a matter of minutes in the checkout line at a single cocktail party, find your best friend forever, maybe even late in life and not just in high school or college. In Matt's case, he points to a teammate of his from college, Ernie, a linebacker. Full disclosure, Matt and I played college football together, albeit briefly. He was an exiting upperclassman when I was an entering underclassman. We shared the field for barely part of a game, but I knew Ernie too, though not nearly as well as Matt, and I also attended the dinner in tribute to our former coach, Jim Soaker, who Matt mentions in his blog, this blog, about friendship where Matt describes how he and Ernie shared a certain chemistry on the field as teammates. And when they met again after all these years, some 30 years, 
that did not change their connection, nor had their nicknames for each other, Gersh and E. Bell. Which makes me wonder if sharing nicknames with a friend is a whole other level of friendship. It also makes me wonder if their time together had been so special, why hadn't they kept in touch? Then again, why should they? Meaning, just because we share something with someone once, are we suddenly obligated to stay connected in the real world? Would it serve us and our souls better if we did, you know, collected all those people we had made connections with over time and extended ourselves to them, not just for them, but for ourselves? Or was that time with that particular friend exactly as it was supposed to be then and not now? And not forever in person, but forever in spirit. I read once that enlightenment cannot be achieved alone. It would be so much easier if it could. Because who has time for all that friend juggling when work and family must be juggled first, friends almost always coming last. I was at a recent birthday party for one of my six-year-old daughter's friends. It's a tight group, her and her little posse. And I looked at them and thought, how cool, they'll be besties forever. Then on the drive home, her sleeping in the back seat, another thought occurred to me. Give or take a few years, they'll probably never see each other again. Unless they all go to the same grammar school, they don't. High school, college, or end up working together. The odds just aren't good. In fact, how many of my childhood friends do I still see? There are a couple. I'm from a tiny town of 725. But most of us have grown in vastly different ways, leaving us searching for conversation once we get past the first few minutes of reminiscing about the same old things we did together when we were kids. I guess I'm wondering what it means to have friends and why I've always sucked at it. Am I a lazy friend? Maybe. I think I'd call myself more of a geographic friend. After college, I made friends in Detroit where I lived, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and now Northern California. Maybe I've moved around too much. I seem to be friends with whoever is around, but maybe more on the surface, not necessarily real world. Sure, Facebook has helped me reconnect with some of those people, but I miss feeling what someone else is feeling in the moment. Then again, I have no one else to blame. In fact, the only friendship I've ever really pursued wholeheartedly, no matter where I've lived, is with that very same coach, Jim Soaker, who Matt mentions in his blog. During my playing days, I always felt connected to coach, but never thought for a second that he would ever become my friend or buddy after football. But when I was done playing, he said to me one day, good, now we can be friends. I was shocked and excited. I had just been friended by the great Jim Soaker. Over the years, I would call coach and invite him to coffee or dinner or to go see a football or basketball game. He came to my plays and always supported whatever wanderlusting path I was on. He became a mentor and one of my best friends, but it was a friendship that I had to nurture and keep alive, and it was so worth it. Whenever I was stuck in life, I could always go to him for counsel, and he never failed. But Coach is a singular example for me. Now that I think about it, it might be one of the great failings in my life, my lack of nurturing more friendships. 
which reminds me of something I read years ago on the web. I forget the source, but it was a survey asking people towards the end of their lives what they might have done differently. Of the top couple answers, two stood out. Work less and spend more time with family and friends. Friends. Look, I clearly have more melancholy questions than cheerful answers when it comes to friendship, so I'm not going to try and solve the riddle here and now. But I think I'm going to take a friend inventory, past and present, and ask some questions like, what kind of people have I gravitated towards and why? How have my friendships served me? How have I served my friends? Was I a contribution to them? Were they a contribution to me? Do friendships necessarily require energy and commitment? Or should a true friendship be effortless and easy? Am I willing to make that commitment to friendship at the risk towards the end of my life of longing for more time with friends? In fact, there's one friend who comes to mind right now Someone who always had my back until we had a falling out. Maybe it was him, maybe it was me. We haven't spoken in years. I miss him. I think I'm going to give him a call. Thank you for listening to Blog Theater from Happy Living. If you enjoyed this performance, please leave us a kind review. To read the inspiration for this episode of Blog Theater, go to happyliving.com backslash blog theater.